Hi, my name is Kevin McDonald, and I'm declaring my independence. Independence from what? Why, negative thoughts and energy, of course. Chief among them, hate, division, and fear. You see, I know that we're all one, and together we can solve any problem, save our planet and each other. Please, join me as we come together as one and choose a better way to be. So now, let's begin with my independence report. And welcome, everybody, to My Independence Report. Boy, am I excited today. And for every woman that lives on the planet, you should be excited, too. Uh, because, not that I'm a woman who lives on the planet, but I'm as close as I can. <laughs> eh, shut up. Um, in any event, today, uh, we are co-hosting. We, we started, Lisa and I started doing something, and then my body fell apart, and then we couldn't do anything for a while. Yeah. And uh, we came up with the concept of doing something called Girl Power Wednesday. Yes. Yes. And I'm excited about having her here to talk about Girl Power Wednesday and also bringing extraordinary females on to talk mm -hmm. about what they're doing to change the planet to make things a little bit better for everybody. Yes. So with that, Lisa, hi. Hi. I'm so excited. Thank you, Kevin. I'm so excited. I'm so excited about our guest today. Um, and, you know, we're filming this during uh, COVID. And so this is... a my first time back like with Kevin and we're we're socially distanced and and disinfected and it's just so nice to get to see him and you know face to face and when he was saying also you know I didn't know if I I've been listening to a lot of his podcasts lately and uh, I thought he might be here in stilettos today <laughs> <laughs> I, I I would ex except there I I can't find a thirteen wide. <laughs> right. So if you don't know what I'm talking about, you really need to go back and listen to some of the last couple podcasts because they've been amazing. So it's great. Well, and uh, and I have to tell you that by the way, we're going to bring on our guests in just a second. But I I do have to tell you that the way the pod this podcast works, it's by design of of the upper power of God who of and people just come to me yeah and and i had a gal come to me her name was uh, michelle or is michelle blood mm -hmm. and she has worked with the power affirmations and she's an extraordinary lady and then i have a couple of ladies that are interested in the physicality mm -hmm. of humanity and are working with that i and uh, then tomorrow we have a pole dancer who's going to be on wow and awesome. <laughs> and so apparently we are turning into the female club. I love it. I love it. You're just, you know, and, and the one thing I found that's been a commonality with all of your guests lately is just this idea of energy and um, being able to kind of feed off of each other's energy and, and for positivity and creativity. And, you know, that's, I feel like that's what the world really needs right now. And so I've really appreciated, you know, getting to listen and, and I just have to do a little shout out that Kevin um, now has had 12,000 downloads on my independence report amazing it's growing it's growing and he's so appreciative of all of you listeners and and we just love you know being able to share that message with everyone absolutely it, this is this is my passion this is what i love to do and 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 i love to talk to people that that i've known in the past that kind of sort of resurface one of those is on the phone with us. Her name is Janine Brawley. And I need to need to tell you that I met her in 2003, uh, way back when. And we were both working. Uh, well, I was doing a radio show, and, and she was a member of a, of an, of a uh, network marketing group. And, um, 
I ended up, you know, losing my, my radio thing and she became a seven figure earner, uh, do, do with, with that particular company. And her name is Jolene Broly and uh, young lady. How are you today? I am doing fantastic. Thank you so much for having me, both you, Kevin and Lisa. And I, I got to tell you, it's kind of interesting because I noticed your podcast about a month ago and I kind of just made a mental note and went off to do my, whatever I was doing that day. And then, you know, you know, four, four weeks later, you reached out to me. So like you said, you got to love how the universe works, right? And indeed. And, and the re- the reason I reached out to you is you've got a brand new program that you're starting that I want to talk about a great deal uh, this afternoon. Uh, because I think that it will be very, very helpful for a lot of women that are um, stuck and, and can't seem to get over the hump and can't really figure it out. But the first thing that I want to talk to you about is network marketing. I tried. I was in, I was in Amway three times. I was in Isagenics. I was in something called Castle Marketing. I could never make it work. How did you become a seven-figure earner? Mm-hmm. Well, I get that question a few times in I, my life. I would not so, doubt it. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I can share a little of my story, too, which will shed a little bit of light on this. But in a, in a nutshell, like, you know, there's a lot of factors, right? And so I've got to for sure give kudos to, you know, amazing company, great products, cutting edge, you know, leading edge of the science and all, and a ton of support. So that was amazing. And so, but I'm a really big believer in the outer and the inner, you know, when you hear my story and my program, um, the inner and the outer of, of our worlds, as well as the, the doing and the being, right? They're the same thing, the inner, outer, the doing, the being. And so, yes, you need the systems and the teams and the templates and scripts and all that good, juicy stuff that help you for sure. And that's the outer stuff, right? But what I found through, you know, my own personal journey, working with, you know, 30 plus women over the years in network marketing, coaching, training, speaking, mentoring, is that almost everyone focuses on the outer, right? But what's missing is the inner. It's like, well, how do you play into that, right? Everyone's looking outside themselves. I did a whole a chapter. I did a, a chapter a couple of years ago about external validation. So we're looking outside ourselves. I find a network marketing industry is really big with this. We look outside going, okay, well, how do I do that? What, is she, what did she do? What did he do? What's the best system? And we're not looking at ourselves, right? So we're so good at that outer and to the cost of our inner. And it's when you turn inwards and you do, you know, call it the inner work or you, you be more, you know, whether you hear Eckhart Tolle talking about presence, but it really is going back to the essence of who you are. And I think that's a key piece missing. And so it sounds really corny, but if I had to answer that in one sentence or one phrase, how I, you know, wrapped up my success to seven figures, sounds really corny, but I loved on people. Right. I loved on people. And, you know, I think most people just dip our toes in that. But how can you love on other people unless you're loving on yourself? Right. Oh, yeah. So when you start owning yourself and you start you love yourself so much, you own all of you, all of you. And most of us don't do that. It's so attractive. Like if people trust you, they believe you, they want to buy from you. You know, it's not about the sale. It's just about caring, you know, caring and loving on yourself the same way you would, you know, you know, forget about the sale. It's just like, do you love, do you love on this person? Do you care about this person as much as you do your loved one? Right. And most of us don't, we're kind of like, Oh, I just want to get, they've got an agenda in our mind. Right. I think that's a huge part of that. It's a huge, huge piece. Again, lots of moving pieces, lots of contributing factors, but I think that's a, a huge one. Well, one of the things that, that just impressed the heck out of me, um, 
because I have to tell this story. There was a group of us. There was like five or six of us. And there was a guy who was very successful who lived in Vegas. And so do you remember these calls? I think so. With Kurt, Met, with Kurt Metz? Oh, yes, yes, yes. And, and so he got the five or six of us together, and he started to train us on how to do network marketing properly. And there were, there were all of us were there. Janine was there, and another gal was there. And, and um, we took the position as a group, this is hard. This is really hard. We can't do this. Well, Janine and one other gal took a different position, and that was, this is easy. I can do this. I, it's easy to do. And then they proceeded to just do it. And uh, did, did, was that your experience that you, you made that quantum shift of this is hard, I can't do it, talking to people's stuff, selling people's stuff, I've run out of moms and dads to sell this stuff to, and, now, and, and stuff. So and then you made, it, you made it easy, and then it, was, it flowed after that, didn't it? Yeah, I think, I think, you know, this is part of the work I do in the world is that, you know, I've been on both sides of the fence, but I think I have more of a natural ability to see that potential, like to see where I want to go. And I, I'm a visionary. And so it's like, well, there's a will, there's a way I want it. I don't really believe that God, creator, divinity, essence, whatever you want to call it, everyone's got their different um, verbiage around that. We're not given that vision or desire or yearning or calling if we're not able to actually achieve that and be that, right? So, you know, so it's like, it's a matter of um, a reframe. And so, it's, it's showing up, um, living from a different place, or like in your full power. So just knowing that, yes, I can achieve that. It's like I say, how do I just go about that? And so I don't really use the word hard a lot. And it's funny when I'm working with a lot of women. By the way, I do work with men as well, but it's just more, the work that I do is more prevalent with women. Um, but I do notice when they say difficult or hard, it's like, it's just, it's just their mindset, right? right. And so it's a matter of unpacking that. Yeah, for sure. Lisa, do you have anything, a question? Yeah. No, I think that's awesome. And, you know, it's interesting um, when you said the thing, the key that made you successful is you loved on other people. And I think that it's just so interesting. And you hear that from a lot of um, really successful people that they, when they were thought of it more in service, um, how to serve other people rather than um, sell them something, it seems that that was the, you know, the key component. I find that just really fascinating and, and just, you know, your ability to show up and, you know, change your mindset. And I think that's just, it's just the key to anything, right? Is you have to convince your mind before, you know, you can get your body and everything else to go in that direction. So let's talk about what you're doing now. Cause you've, you're a seven figure earner. You're a co-author. You're a health professional. You're a founder of the inspire women's business network and a creator of a high powered living program. I want to focus on the high powered living.com, which is the website, but t- tell us about your new program. Yeah. So this has really been birthed through my own story. Uh, my own personal journey of really not owning my full worth. And overcoming that, it's also been through my years of training and uh, professional background, education, as well as working with women for over 30 plus years in corporate, in entrepreneurship, uh, in network marketing. And so if I could sum it up in three words, the High Power Living Program is really, it's all about energy, reclaiming our energy, because we 
all have leaky energy. <laughs> I know that sounds a little iffy, <laughs> um, but we all have leaky energy. We all do it. And usually when I go through it with, with women, they're like, oh my gosh, I had no idea, right? So it's about identifying the energy that you give away and how to reclaim that. It's about our purpose. And I know purpose is really big right now. It's all about, you know, what am I, what am I, what, you know, trying to find my purpose? What's my calling? But, and, but most people are looking again for the outer. And so it's a matter of finding, uh, connecting to the inner. When you have the inner nailed, the outer just shows up, but most people have it backwards. And then final is the, is power showing up as a powerful creator that you are getting aligned with who you are, what you're here to do, be and create in the world. So, you know, you know, um, if I could, put it in another perspective, it's about cleaning up how we show up, right? Not giving away your energy, not, you know, re- revisiting and rehashing the same old stories, clearing up your limiting beliefs, having radical self-love and unconditional self-acceptance, which I'd love to talk about. Um, so it's about cleaning up how we show up, right? So most of us kind of live on autopilot. It's like, how can I just bring our, my awareness of how I live just a little more um, to the surface and be a little more conscious, a little more aware, live a little more deliberately, clean that up. And then the other path we're going down as we're cleaning up how we show up is our vision. And it's crazy how many people don't have a vision or a vague vision, but they're not, they don't, it's like you wouldn't go on a trip, just buy a, go to the airport and buy, well, I know a lot of people aren't traveling now, but you wouldn't just go buy a, um, go to the airport and buy a ticket, right? So it's like, where are you going? What is your vision? Because most people are just kind of like flailing about, you know, as, on autopilot without a a vision. So how can you, you know, draw to you what you want most if that's not already clear within you? So again, cleaning up how we show up, bringing that vision to fruition. So stop holding back, stop autopilot, stop the brakes and move to bringing that vision to fruition. That's awesome. Now question for you. So now someone like Lisa, she's got four teenagers at home, a husband, two jobs, I'm sure you've got a dog somewhere. In there. <laughs> I do have a dog. My amazing Siberian Husky. He's my running partner. Yeah. Oh yes. <laughs> <laughs> He's my favorite uh-huh. person in the house. <laughs> well, he, uh, that's, that's because every time you show up, he wags his tail. Exactly. He's always happy to see me. He doesn't talk back. <laughs> so, how would you, um, someone who's as busy as she is? And how would you increase now she's, she's on her own doing her own thing and it's, and it's awesome, but someone like her that feels stuck, that feels like they, they're, they're, they've got a bunch of kids. They've got a demanding husband. They've got housework. They don't got to do. The husband doesn't want to do it. And he wants to sit and watch, uh, play video games. Yeah. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So how, how do you encourage uh, women to break out of that? Well, I mean, it's definitely a practice, so it's not a, a one, one, you know, deal shift but it it really is a practice and I think just an extension of what I was saying earlier what ties in what you're saying is for me it's it's about bringing it to more of an awareness looking at how we're showing up and then I think that what differentiates this program and how I work with people like Lisa or whoever it's about integration and embodiment so a lot of times what we do is um, we get information that's like Lisa or whoever might be going oh yeah I, I want I want this or that, or, you know, want to show up a little more for yourself or whatever it may be that you're, you feel is calling it, but we do, you know, might, it's just more information. And so it's about the program is about the integration and embodiment. So what I do is I start by going through, um, uh, having the awareness, like for example, is I, I talk a lot about, 
um, this epidemic we have, universal, I call it a universal hum. So women are born into this world, whether it's our generation alive right now, um, any generations that have gone past us, as far back as you can. So any woman right now that's been born into this world, we've been born into a world that says we're less than. Now, no judgment and no um, shame or blame or, you know, but it's just a fact. We're born into a world that says we're less than because we're born into a world that's in a, uh, is not equal, right? A world of inequality. And so when I share that with people, they're like, yeah, yeah, I know that, Janine, like no big deal. But the revelation is how does that affect us? How can that not affect us in every area of our life, in health, love, career, success, financial, if we have that uh, universal and unconscious belief and it usually goes unexamined. So we look at it and we go, oh boy, do I really believe that? You know, and you peel it back. And most women do find that they're living with that belief somewhere that I'm not quite worthy or deserving. Or um, so I go, I go through a whole process, is, you know, and we can even touch on it. I go through the seven ways we give away our energy and power. I can touch on just a couple of them. I we go through um, the beliefs, you know, like okay, so what do you need to believe for that to be the way things are right now? right? So we unpack some beliefs without getting super, you know, heavy. It's just like, wow, it's like usually sitting there right there. The most dominant living beliefs are usually right there. Um, it's about, a, this is a big one, femininity, right? You know, as you both know, men and women both have masculine and feminine, but especially this driven, these, these women that, that right now, that they're, they're driven, they're purpose-driven, they're, they're go-getters, and we're using a masculine way, the patriarchy, we're trying to get ahead in that masculine way. And it comes at a cost because we're not really in our full power. We're using the masculine over identifying with the masculine as opposed to using our feminine essence. So it's a balance, but not at the cost of our feminine. And so um, then we look at radical self-love and unconditional self-acceptance. And it's crazy. Whenever I do this session with women, they're always a little dumbfounded because it's it's nutty how we we love others more than we do ourselves. Think of think of the person you love the most in the world. Like Lisa, you said it was your dog. I know. I do love my family, sorry. <laughs> I know. I'm teasing. But think about but think about it. Like whether it's your dog or your animals or your um, mom, sister, spouse, children, you know. Um, I've got two teenage daughters and like, like I love them to bits, right? But you know, in my earlier years when I became aware of this, I, I noticed how much I took care of them and loved on them and have more to acceptance for them than I did myself. Mm-hmm. And this is mm-hmm. so prevalent with women, right? And then another piece that I go through, which I would do with any woman that comes, is talk about how to truly straddle and integrate our two worlds. We are really good at one, not so good at the other. The physicality we're good at, not so good at the unseen world, the spiritual world, right? And, you know, this is where I think my secret sauce comes in is that we, you know, whether it's programs or podcasts or books or thought leaders or we, there seems like there's two schools of thoughts. One is like very spiritual and, you know, let's go on the top of a mountain and hum and drum and chant our way to success. I'm being a little facetious here. And then. If oh, not really. Yes, it's then, pretty accurate. There you are. Yeah. <laughs> but the other school is like, okay, let's, let's get another template. Let's get down and dirty. Let's roll up our sleeves. Let's push. Let's force. Let's. You know, and it's this like very masculine energy, which is needed sometimes. But I don't see a lot of programs or thought leaders or books about how to straddle and integrate and show up, right? Yeah. I love the saying that, you know, it's, it's about fitting your 
Um, you know, it's not about fitting your life into the practice or your practice into your life. It's about your practice, your life into your practice. I got, I butchered that. But so many people think, okay, well, I need to have a practice. So how do I put the practice into my life? My life is so busy. I don't have time here. I don't have time here. It's the other way around. You ha- our, our, our existence is our practice 24 seven. How do I put my life into that? It's a total flip flop. And again, it's not about like humming and drumming and being the goddess and living on top of a mountain, but it's about how do you truly straddle and integrate that, right? Well, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm one, of, one of the things that I've been learning lately, and Lisa's been listening to some of these podcasts, and what I'm learning is that um, women don't accept themselves and all of it, all of the who they are. They take bits oh, yeah. and pieces mm-hmm. And it, and it might be that they, they don't like their thigh or whatever it is, you know, but they take bits and pieces of who they are and they like some of it, but they, they have trouble. In, well, we all do. We have trouble embracing who we really are at a real fundamental level, which includes all levels, physical, emotional, spiritual, and we kind of separate them from each other. Mm-hmm. At least it seems to Absolutely. me. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. And, you know, one of the ways, um, yeah, it, it is a bit crazy, but when you look at it, it's like, whoa, yeah. And, and all of a sudden, and I always tell women that, you know, it's so much more than a bubble bath, right? But if that's where you're at and you never even do that, that's a great starting. So I'm all about, like, where are you? Like, you think of suppression to, uh, if you think of a continuum, you've got one end of the uh, spectrum is suppression and the other end is self-expression. Wherever you may be, it's just a matter of sliding up there a little bit, right? So if you're like, I, you know, I'm just, I just don't get it. I don't even know how to love myself, right? So where where are you? Where can you slide a little bit? But for someone, it might be as simple as a bubble bath. For someone else, it might be like taking a stand for you the same way you do your loved ones, right? It's about that next, how do you embody all of you? How do you integrate the being? Like for right, right now, for example, it's like, you know, for your listeners, you know, how present are you right now? You know, like, are you just listening, um... You know, I'm going off to a little bit of a side tangent, but it, it, this is part of like loving yourself. Loving yourself is honoring and embodying all of who you are. So just tying it back is, you know, right now, how present are you? You know, it's not about meditating and going off in nature and hugging a tree for hours, but it could be about like right now, like how present are you listening just from your head? You know, most of us are mental beings. Are you half listening? Are you multitasking? Are you thinking about your list of to-dos, right? It's not a very pow- powerful place to listen to the show because it's my show no just kidding <laughs> it's not a very powerful place <laughs> it's not a very powerful place just to show up in general right but what if you became like uber present right now like uber present so much so that you start hearing things in a different way it starts landing on a deeper level right and if you tie it back to you know when you are um you know, you just start noticing you're so much more guided and the answers start showing up there's less efforting you know if you tie it back to, I was going to say, with the network marketing idea, so when you're with a prospect, right, or with, with a client, or maybe, you know, the two of you might go off later today and talk to any anyone, a customer, client, prospect, whatever it may be, whatever is showing up in your life, just take the the agenda off the table, you know, wanting to get the sale or wanting to get them on your podcast or wanting them to, to sign up for something, whatever. It's just, do you hear them and talk to them the same way you do your pet or your child or your mother, right? It's about it's showing up in a different way. Does that make sense? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I would like to, for, for folks, if you're wondering 
and I wanted to bring this up only because I, I find it astounding that, uh, did you know that a hundred years ago, women could not vote in this country? They didn't get the they didn't get the right to vote in the United States until the 1920s, and s- women are some of the smartest people that I know. But they they were downtrodden and they've been they've been kind of second. And I'll give you another example. We just had a uh, um, one of our presidential candidates uh, nominate his vice president, who's going to be an African American woman, extremely talented. There are people that got on immediately. Uh, from Fox News and others that got on and said, oh, she's this, and she's mean, and she's nasty, and she's that, and that, because that's how we view men and women differently. How, in your work, how are you working to change how we view each other? Mm. Well, I did a, an article a little while ago about oneness, and this is all when the Black Lives Matter movement started coming out, and which I know isn't our topic, but I'm all about peeling it back. Yeah, we can go anywhere. Thank you. So it's, I'm all about peeling it back, peeling it back, peeling it back. So when you, when you peel it back, you know, someone might see black, someone might see white, someone might say tall, short, old, young, wrinkled, you know, smooth skin. And there's all this external judgment, right? And when you peel it back, peel it back, peel it back, and this might be getting out there for some people, but there's only oneness. And I think when we start connecting to the fact that, you know, the same energy that beats your heart beats my heart, beats Lisa's heart, it's the same energy that makes a sunrise, you know, the, the tide come up and down, the flowers bloom, it's all the same energy. So when you start connecting to what's really here, who we really are, that external stuff starts falling away. But again, it's, it's not a quick fix. It's a practice, right? So right. it's becoming more aware and, more, and showing up more deliberately and not living on autopilot. Oh, well, he said this, she said this. And we just kind of like just live so numbly. And is that, is that a word? It's my word today. Sure. But we do. We're, we kind of numb out, right? And it's like, how do we live with greater awareness and, and um, knowingness? Because we are... And again, this is where I straddle and integrate these two worlds. But when you show up on a new place, from a new place, knowing that you are whole, that you are uh, an extension of source, you are complete, you are whole, you are limitless. Like, how can you not show up in a different place? How can you not have unconditional self-love for yourself and others? So for me, I'm all about peeling it back and rather than looking at the, the, the symptom or the, the Band-Aid approach, you know, it's for me, I'm peeling it back and, and looking at the core stuff, mm-hmm. the deeper stuff. Yeah. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah. 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 It does. I know sometimes yeah. the principles can be a little out there, but when it, it's conceptual right now, but then when I start talking about how to integrate and embody, it, it starts like, ah, I get it. Right. Right. So one thing yeah. I do hear from women is that when they feel like they are starting to show up and kind of speak their truth or um, just kind of be more authentically themselves that other people maybe don't react the way they would like them to around them. You know, maybe it's family members or 
friends or, you know, um, and I think that can be hard for women too, to feel that judgment from, and often it's from other women, you know, that it's like they, for some reason, I think we want to think of each other is that we're all these like hard workers sort of downtrodden. Yeah, but you guys are awfully (laughs) tough on each other. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say is like, we're really tough on each other. Even, you know, family members are tough on each other. You know, I have teenagers, you do too. So they're tough on us too. But uh, yeah. And so what would you say for you know when you're trying to do that and you're trying to be authentic and and really uh show up and then you're getting kind of a adverse reaction to from other people Mm -hmm. yeah i did a a a couple articles one was on um around uh having the courage when we it takes a lot of courage to change and all of a sudden someone you know whether it's someone in your family or a circle of girlfriends or whatever all of a sudden starts like growing and and I've experienced it myself I've seen it with other people um I saw it in network marketing I've seen it in in the girls the women that take my course but you know you have the it takes courage but sometimes as you grow other people look at you and they'll project their own stuff it, and when you realize what it really is happening it loses its power but people will project their own stuff and usually people you know, you grow and people will go, well, what are you doing? We, you know, and, and it's hard enough as it is. But what happens is you're just representing the courage they may not have. And I always tell people, just love on them anyway. Mm. Even if they're calling you this, that, or whatever, love on them. You just keep doing you. It goes back to um, the tall poppy syndrome is that, I don't know if you've heard that analogy, but just think about like the a field of poppies. And every, every poppy is about the same. You know, there's hundreds and thousands of poppies going forever. And there's one poppy that sticks up above the rest. It just is, right? But most other poppies want to, you know, cut you down so you're the same, same as the, everyone, all the other poppies, right? Right. And it's called the tall poppy syndrome, and it it, it, it can be tough. But the biggest thing, and I'm working with um, a couple of women that are going through this right now, but the biggest piece of advice I could say is just keep doing you. You are here to be all of you, and that can that is that is your truth, and you cannot. No one can take that away from you. Like if you have the, I was talking to a girl the other day and she had this real calling, but she's questioning it because it seems hard, right? And she's like pushing and forcing. But I, and it, I said, I can feel it with every cell of my body that what you're sharing, you're, what you're called to do, you're, what you want to do in the world, your business, it, it's totally coming from within. Like mm-hmm. I can feel it. And you just have to keep doing you. But most people, they doubt and they question or they fall victim to what other people are thinking. But it, that's why the practice is so important because the more you connect to your inner knowing that you are whole, you're complete, you're perfect, you can sense your vision, your vision, you keep working on it, you keep visualizing it, you keep seeing it. And the more you connect to you, you get all these dots that start showing up. You know, it was not a little while ago that I was, you know, I'm not much of a techie. And I was like, oh, I'm not a tech person like I wouldn't mind some support boom you know I was open to receiving answers boom I got an email uh, that next morning just exactly what I needed so it's like living from this place and you get such confirmation affirmation that you're on the right path but you just gotta keep doing you but that's why it's important to have you know a coach or a mentor or a group it, it, it will be, you'll bump up against more obstacles if, if you're, if you don't have the support around you, right? Like you're trying to grow and all your friends are going, what are you doing? And your whole family, what are you doing? You're crazy. That's never going to work. Right. Yeah. You're, you got the odds kind of stacked against you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No. And so, and is that kind of what you provide as you are the mentor, you know, to people who are going through this and try and lead them? I do. I yeah. do. 
And I think one of the first ways that I, I, I mentioned I bring up, you know, how we've been born into this world, but then I go right into how we give away our energy and our power. And that is one of them, right? And, and I, I've got one, I actually wrote a whole chapter on, I think I mentioned um, when success is not enough. And it's all around how we external validate. So we're looking for, for um, I call them bids for love. Well, I don't know if it's my terminology. It's my terminology now. But um, Own it, girl. Yeah, own it. Own it. Own it. Um, I don't want to plagiarize, but yes. This, this, so they're called bids for love. And it's when we, you, me, people, we seek love or acceptance or uh, approval, recognition, worth, significance outside ourselves. And it's so common. Even, you know, a lot of the women I do work with are already quite successful. So, you know, and if I could just put this on pause for a minute, there's, I think of um, like dysfunction to function is more like counseling and uh, function to hyperfunction. I think of that as more coaching mm-hmm. and no judgment. One's not better than the other. It's just different. And so my, my area of specialty is more the hyperfunction, function to hyperfunction. Um, and I say that because a lot of the women I work with are already fairly successful. They're doing quite well. Um, it's kind of where I was. It's like, I, you know, things are pretty good. You know, life's good. But there was kind of like just this feeling like something's missing or, mm-hmm. you know, I feel like I'm called, but I'm not quite sure how to like bring this out to the world. So this external validator is a big one that women fall victim to. Is So they, they look outside themselves for this validation and they have these un conscious agreements with others, sort of what you were saying, Lisa, is like, well, what, you know, family says that. It's like, it's basically like, well, Lisa, you behave like this and I'll behave like this. And we have these unconscious agreements. Right. And all of a sudden, whoa, whoa, what's Lisa doing? She's growing and she's learning and now she's teaching and she's, you know, running ultra marathons and she's like getting media attention. And wait a minute, we had an agreement. This unconscious agreement was never spoke of. We don't even know about it, but you were supposed to stay here and you just broke our agreement. I don't like it. So that's how we we externally validate is like we look outside ourselves. So people are looking at like, you keep your agreement. I'll keep mine. So it's a bit of codependency and we, a lot of people do this, but it's the sense with external validators. Um, this is really common too, is, is the people pleaser or the good girl or perfectionist or um, the peacemaker. Don't rock the boat. Right. So, um, or saying, saying yes when we mean no. So we're not really fully in our power. Right. Yeah. And we're looking for answers outside ourselves. Yeah. And I think too, it's interesting when you're talking about successful people and when you, you reach a goal and then you're like, okay, I'm here and why don't I feel fulfilled? And, you know, I, it's interesting. I, um, I, I worked for Nordstrom for 11 years. Kevin also was a Nordstrom. I sold shoes for a while. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I, you know, I, I had this goal. I just, I wanted to be a buyer. And so I just worked my tail off. You know, I would, people would say, I, I came in with housekeeping. I'd come in so early and, you know, leave so late and, and worked in like, I can't remember, six or seven different locations and, you know, as a manager and worked my way up and, and never took vacation and, you know, was just super a dedicated. Good Nordstrom kind <laughs> good, of girl. Good Nordstrom kind of girl. And uh, it learned a lot of things along the way. So, you know, thank you, Nordstrom. But I, once I became a buyer, like once I reached that goal, um, in there, and I, I, I struggled with anxiety too, but I, I got there and then I was kind of depressed because I was like, now what? You know, I, I 
you know, I'd kind of sacrificed a lot of relationships and things along the way because I just devoted every essence of my being to becoming this. And then once I was there, and I've seen this with, you know, this is a smaller success compared to a lot of other people. But, you know, once I was there, once I had reached that goal, then it's like, oh, and I even had this, you know, like after running my first marathon, then I'm like, okay, well, what now? You know, it's, it's sort of this. So I think your approach of, of, you know, really diving within and, 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 um, you know, embodying this, why you're doing it and what is your goal and, and how to be truly yourself through that process is going to be so much more fulfilling for people than just having this, you know, career goal that, okay, I'm going to make a million dollars or I'm going to do this. And then they get there and they're like, now what? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, I would just ask you, you know, whether and you don't have to answer that, but just putting it out there arbitrarily is that, that where was that vision calling coming from? Like, was it actually a true vision, a true calling, your right. true purpose? It yeah. may or may not. That's one mm-hmm. question. The other one is that quite often uh, you, me, people, women, even men, sometimes we have our inner GPS set to, sorry, let's just say GPS. We have it set to society as opposed to our inner knowing and, and yearning desire. So it's not a true calling. So, um, you know, network marketing for sure. You know, I had my GPS. It was great. I loved it. It, 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 it served a purpose, but it wasn't for me. And I still, you know, share it, but it's, it's my inner deeper knowing calling. It took a long time to, for me to really identify that. And that now for me, my calling, my answering, I feel like I've stepped into that and it's so fulfilling. I think that if we're really calling our deepest, truest calling, whatever you want to call it, yearning, desire, if we're really feeling, if we are really following that, we will be fulfilled. However, having said that, little side note, I don't really believe we're meant to do it hard and burn out and mm. have anxiety and depression. Right. I think there's a balance between like, what is calling me? And then putting that out there and that the hard, um, the anxiety, depression, not feeling like you're being fulfilled, um, the way we go about it, because that was my pattern. I had pattern of burnout over and over and over. That was my biggest thing was um, uh, feeling unfulfilled and burnt out. They go hand in hand. And I was just doing life really hard, right? And I don't believe that we need to be doing things hard. You know, I was missing, I was just missing the the boat in terms of, um, you know, I'll, I'll give you an example. Um, actually, I'll hold the example for a sec, but um, does that answer your question? Oh, yeah. You know what? Sorry. I've got all these thoughts at the same time. One other thing <laughs> I want to mention is, <laughs> I've got like too many thoughts, um, too many cooks in the kitchen, attachment. So sometimes um, when we get attached that um, it needs to look a certain way, right? you know, like this is how I want it to be. And then we get there and it's like, oh, it's not quite what I wanted or, or we, we attached and it has to look a certain way. And then it's not, um, we have unnecessary suffering. Yeah. I got a story about that. I'd like to share with you real quick because I'm, I'm hopeful that this, this can be taken positively by somebody out there. Uh, my my uh, sister worked for Nordstrom's for a long time. Mm-hmm. My father worked for Nordstrom for a long time. My father and my sister did not have a great relationship because he was busy at work all the time, and she didn't feel like he loved her the way that she wanted him to. And so she did everything within her power to be 
his little girl to do what he wanted. She ended up working in Nordstrom's for 35 years as well, primarily because he worked at Nordstrom's and she wanted him to be proud of her. But she wasn't able to, she's 68 years old now, and she wasn't able to live the life and the with passion and with the love that she really, really wanted because she was stuck in that. Do you find that that is something that happens to women a lot? Yeah, I think because we don't have our women more so. I think both men and women, but more prevalent for with women for sure. But um, it is a common story, maybe not to that extreme, but we we are we have our GPS set to what others want for us, and so we are unfulfilled, right? And it's it's not, it, I mean, when you tell the story, I'll, you know, we can be listening going, oh, that seems crazy. Why would you do that? But when you're in it and it's so you, it's not obvious, right? It's not that obvious. And it, it is a matter of um, unpacking that, right? Like I've got a, a lot of women who are doing what they think they love, but it, it, it's, it's not a, what I call a bullseye, right? Mm-hmm. So it's a matter of tweaking that. But most of us don't look at it, Right. We don't do it in our 20s. We don't do it in our 30s. In most part, we, we have, we've got to have some experience and some wisdom. And what I like to do is, because I think I've kind of <laughs> gone a bit zigzaggy, is like to short, short track women, right? You don't have to. I just talked to a woman the other day in her, in her 20s, and she sounds like where I was in my 20s. And she's like, oh, my gosh, she signed up right away, and she can't wait to get started because, you know, she doesn't want to wait another 10 years to learn these lessons, right? Right. Yeah. Or or yeah. twenty or yes. thirty. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. You know. It's, yeah. So it's funny when you when you say learn the lesson. So so it's coming from somebody with anxiety. Um. So I, I like I love everything you're saying. It's so awesome. And I and people who are you know interested, I think make sure you go to highpoweredliving.com and check this out. But um, what I struggle with constantly is worrying that I'm not being present and that I'm missing the lesson. <laughs> and I, so, this is like, so I'm like, uh, you know, so I'll be going and your website talks a little bit about this too. So I'm either 110% or zero. Like there is no in between with me, which is hard. It's that's hard for other people to kind of try and mesh their energy sometimes with me. So, you know, by the end of the day, I, and you talk about this too, and you're like, I am like, done. I mean, there is nothing left. And so my worry too is like, okay, I have to be present in this. I have to be present in that. And then that causes me anxiety. Cause then I'm like, okay, did I miss this? You know, and whether it's, you know, God or the universe telling me like, no, I didn't, I missed it. And so then I have to get the lesson again and again and again. <laughs> this is my <laughs> stupid worry. But I think <laughs> there are other people that are like this, but you know, that they are trying their best to be present. And, you know, maybe right now you see somebody on your friend on social media and she every night so she works this full day she has this amazing career and then she plays board games with her kids and she makes this homemade meal and wow like you know like she's wow you look at that and you go oh my gosh she is present like look at her she's like on the floor with her children and she made this meal and she's a successful accountant and you know what is my problem right like like some days (laughs) what is her problem Yeah. Right. <laughs> she's 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 driven beyond driven. And, right. So I yeah. think it's hard for women that you know 
and especially overachievers or people who've, who've spent a lot of time in corporate America, right? Where it's like, you know, one more rep, one more, you know, you're only as good as your last numbers. And so you're really, and, and men are like this too. And I think maybe we get it from men too. It's just this sort of feeling of, I need to achieve at all times. And so now there's this added pressure for women to not only be the best, you know, in their profession, but also you got to be the best mom, the best wife and be fully present in all of those situations. And I think that is a struggle. Can you cook? That's the big thing. Can you cook? <laughs> Can you cook? Right. Right. Hey, and are you cooking I'll tell you healthy, right now, right? I can't cook. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but you so there you go. The cat's out of the bag. Yeah, but you're a seven-figure <laughs> earner. You can order out. Yeah, there right. you go. Right. Order out, order in. Yeah. Um. So you know, it goes. So a, a couple things are popping in my head as as you're chatting. But going back to external validating, right? I think a lot of women look at Facebook, social media, and again, those are everyone's putting on the highlight reel, right? Like this is this is my, you know, I took I took 20 photos of myself. This one's the best with a filter, right? So we're all we've got to be careful what we're looking at. Yeah. But you know, we've got to if 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 that is something that kind of weakens us, maybe we don't scroll through how everyone else is doing and getting you know triggered. So just again, the external validating. I want to bring that up, but I think that, um, you know, it goes back to, you know, you're saying that you can't go hard hundred percent or 0% or 110% and, you know, about that balance, but, and missing the lesson, but I think really it goes back to being and doing right. So how do you be as successful as you want to be and be the best mother and, and, uh, career woman? I think that women need a new definition, definition of success. Yes. Yeah. We're, yeah, we need a new definition definition of success. A new definition of success isn't necessarily, it can be, you know, the car, the, you know, the cook, the uh, money, the house, all these other external things. But the definition is the being and the doing. And if I can give you a practical way of doing this is a lot of people think, well, okay, I'm being over here and I'm doing over here, but really how does that, how does that really make me more successful, Janine? Like, how does that really make me most successful? Because a lot of women right now are just doing, doing, going, 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 burning out, burning out. And I call this the human doer. It's one of the ways we give away our energy and power. Mm -hmm. We go, 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 push through right. life. It's outer success. We're overly driven. We're disconnected from who we are and we're depleted. And the biggie is that we're usually, you know, hardcore driven. We're usually afraid to feel. We're usually afraid to be. And right. just be with ourselves, right? Yeah. And But when you can master that, not even master, but just start working on being more connected with being and doing, mm -hmm. that's mm -hmm. when the magic, that's, that's the new defini definition of success. And to put it in practical terms, for example, quite often, like, you know, when I was starting to, you know, my practice up years ago, I would do my meditation in the morning, or maybe I would journal, or maybe go for a run or spend time in nature, you know, that more of the being, or even when I just first wake up and spend 15 minutes, just, you know, quiet to myself. It's just that sense of just being right. right. And right. as opposed to just a mental body, like go in my head now, just we're just mental beings. So, and then I would go off and go do, 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 whether it was work or errands. And I'm like, okay, I've got to practice what I'm preaching. And it's the being in the doing, right? It goes back to putting your um, life into your practice. So for example, let's just say it's a Saturday and you go to run errands and you hop in your car and you go here, you go there, and then maybe you got to go to the bank teller and then you drive home and you go, whew, ticked off three things I had to do. And, but what if you actually were more present and you actually 
sat in your, 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 your car seat and you go, oh, I can, this, I got my seat heater on, my bum feels nice and warm, I'm looking around as I'm paying attention to the road, of course, I'm, you know, seeing some, some trees and some flowers, I'm noticing people in their cars, I can, what am I hearing? Like you're being uber present again, right? right. And maybe when you're, and maybe you're noticing things, because that's the cool thing is when you become, when you integrate the being and the doing and you're more present, all of a sudden you start getting answers and insights and ideas. It's like you have a little invisible partner that's showing you the, the cheat sheet, the, the easier route. And that's, that's our new defini- definition of success. Rather than doing it all costs and burn out, our new definition of success, again, I don't know, these women might be burnt out and they're just showing you their highlight reels, or maybe they've actually worked on how to really integrate this being in the doing, right? So right. Um, it's about um, showing up in a new way. And most North American women, we don't. Right. We don't do that. Yeah. I have a question for you, Janine. Are you familiar with a guy by the name of Neil Donald Walsh? Have you read his material? Um, years ago, I think I watched his movie. Because because um, you just explained. See, and this is how I know, and I do know, when I have somebody who comes on the show that can impact people's lives in a real positive way, they have a tendency to repeat what others have already said in a completely different form, and they may not even know who each other are. And that's the mm. be, the bee do have... A paradigm is something that he talks about. It's like we're human beings. We're not human doings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so if we're a human being and we be, the first thing that we want to be is we all say this, we want to be happy. Yeah. I really, really want to be happy. Right. And so some of us go about trying to do things that we think will make us happy. Mm-hmm. But if you yep. start by saying, I'm happy just like the lilies of the field or whatever. And I enjoy life and I'm happy with where I'm at. And then you do things that continue to make you happy. Then you'll have happiness. Right. Mm-hmm. Am I right? Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of people have the, the inner or the outer mastered, right? It's like, you know, having the affirmations and the vision boards and saying what you need to say. And, uh, but it's the, the inner part too, right? Like, are, do you, first of all, do you have your GPS? Uh, you know, are you doing the things that really make you happy or is it what your parents think might make you happy, right? right? So it's about um, having your GPS, first of all, set to yourself and, and taking action so you can integrate and embody that so you do feel happy and fulfilled. Um, and sometimes it takes that, you to have to live alone to be able to be happy and fulfilled. <laughs> <That's> right. <laughs> so. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Well, I, I just have to t- tell you the story just real quick, and that and that is that uh, when I first started doing radio in 2003, I was like 45 years old or something, and I was married and had two kids and all of that, and it was very hard, and it was very difficult, and it was very financially draining, and it ended up failing. Well, the whole idea was because we don't get the 50,000-foot view, I had to wait until my timing was correct to when I could do it and when it would be easy. This is the is the easy part because now I, I worked as a bus driver for 11 years. I got I got uh, my retirement kind of sort of sort of kind of like fixed and stuff. So now this is what I can do and I can do it without any preconditions, without any pre-notions. Mm-hmm. It's like this is my gift to the world and so therefore today Janine is our gift to the world. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you are Janine. I mean, it's, you're just a gift to so many and I, I just so admire you and in the, in the work you're doing. 
Aw, thank you. That's so sweet of you. Both of you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Well, it's, it's, and we're all gifts, yes, right? I agree. We're all gifts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just did a post the other day that said, uh, now what was it? Um, most of us are gifted and most of us don't. Yeah, everyone is gifted. Most of us don't open our, our, our gifts. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's, most of us don't. That's very or true. Or we partly open it, you know, right? Or we're afraid to show our gifts. Yeah. Or, you know, what will people think? Or who am I to do that? And so we, you know, play small and hold back. But that's no way to live, right? Well, and women are brought, correct me if I'm wrong since I aren't one, but uh, aren't <laughs> women kind of brought up to believe that they are, need to take a subservient role to the men in their lives and the more powerful, dominant uh, guys that are out there and, and stuff, and, and they feel like they need to back off? Is that is that fair? Well, I, I think so. And uh, yes, I do agree with that. And I think more so in, in certain countries, right? For sure. Third world countries, even yeah. extremely. Um, but I, I think it's definitely different in, in North America. We're a little farther ahead. But I think there's an innate uh, desire for us to care, give and look after. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my, my grandmother came into this world and she always wanted to be a nurse, but due to the depression and, and whatnot, she just didn't have the money or family couldn't send her to to become a nurse and so she just looked after everybody right she just it was her gift and she just loved it right so that's very innately deeply and lately with her and I think we all do but I think we do it at a cost and I talk about a lot there's the difference between giving of yourself which is for example my grandmother just giving of yourself it's a beautiful thing I mean I give to charities I'm big on contribution so you know I'm I'm really big on giving of but not giving there's a difference between that give, giving up, giving, sorry, there's a difference between giving of ourselves and giving up ourselves. Mm-hmm. And that's what I had done in my earlier years. I, I did go through a divorce and then it, I, I felt like I was mom and dad and um, looking after other family members and, 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 and then also growing my business. So I, you know, hit the six figure market network marketing when I was um, just after my divorce. So it was just a lot of doing and going and, you know, pushing through life and that was part of my learning um so it's definitely innately in me but i i crossed that border and i started getting feeling depleted mm-hmm. and you know didn't feel like i had a lot of help and felt burnt out and because i crossed that border and a lot of women don't know where that line is you know yeah that's really hard and so yeah. I, that's kind of part of what you do right as you're helping them kind of figure out that line and figure out their gifts and yeah yeah. Now, do you and I think, f- oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, I think a lot of, when I go through the different ways we give our, away our energy and power, that's a, a small portion of the, it, their eyes, eyes are open, right? So mm. we talked about the human doer, right? The do, 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 go, go, the external validator. Um, I won't go through them all, but like the unexpressed, right? We get this feeling, this calling, like, and then we don't, we don't move forward, right? Or living with resistance, right? Living with the brakes on, we we, um, I call it the yes, but syndrome. So we feel something's calling us and we want to put it out there. Maybe we do a little bit or not at all, but then we kind of like, well, wait a minute, we retract, right? And so we've, you know, um, we give away our energy and power. And so it's really about reclaiming our power, living in our power and, um, you know, not giving our, our, um, letting go of patterns and stories that don't serve us or letting go of, um, of, suppressing ourselves and resistance and just living from a new place, not settling or holding back or undervaluing ourselves. So, well, and yeah. so I'm, I'm assuming that, uh, by the way, we're talking with Janine Brawley 
And if you would like to go find out more about her, go to JanineBrawley.com or you can go to her, her, her new signature program, and which is www.HighPoweredLiving.com. And because I do want to uh, remember I was talking about my sister that was that worked for Nordstrom's for 35 years because she wanted to gain the approval of her father. She also was a she also graduated from college as a teacher. That was her passion. She never she did, never taught never taught in her whole life. Aww. It was yeah. it, it was really it was really a sad thing. And so my question to you is: Are the young women today that you talk with are they more receptive? Do you think to falling or to to getting going into their power? than older women are because of how they were brought up? Yeah, I'd say the millennials, um, that's a good question. I find, because I've got two of them, um, I find there may not be as driven. I think that there's a little bit of a different, um, I, I find they're not as driven and they might not fall into that you know, feeling unfulfilled because they don't go at all costs, right? They've got mm -hmm. a little bit of a different mindset. But I think that there still is that underlying, not fully valuing themselves, not being fully in their power, looking outside of themselves, not really expressing. Because um, I think that this is universal right across the board with women all ages. So there might be different, like, you know, more superficial ways that they show up, but I, I'm still, I still see, because I've worked with um, women anywhere from their 20s um, up to even the 60s. So there's um, this, I see it men as well, more prevalent with women again, but kind of holding back, kind of settling, um, putting the brakes on, disconnected from who we really are. And that is common right across the board with women. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I think it's really, and it's interesting with the youth too. So my, the company I own is called Girl Power Sport and uh, we're all about encouraging goal-driven and active girls and kind of becoming, you know, themselves through their own power as well. Um, but it's interesting, you know, um, how, in so I have a 12-year-old daughter and then a 17-year-old stepdaughter too. And it's, it's just, a, it's so funny how some things are innate, you know, and how, um, how best to encourage them. I think that's a struggle for a lot of moms. Um, and, you know, it's interesting, uh, um, you know, who Glennon Doyle is. She wrote a book called Untamed. She's written three books, but um, her latest is called Untamed. And she tells a story, and I've seen this happen like a million times, where um, she's her kids are teenagers and they're like watching a movie. And so the boys are all like sprawled out all over the couch, you know, and the her daughter and her daughter's friends are kind of like small in little corners or sitting on the floor. And, and she comes in and just says, hey, does anybody want a snack, you know? And, uh, the, the boys, some random boys like, yeah, sure. Bring it down, you know? And like the boys are like, yeah, we'll eat, you know? And then the girls all look at each other first before answering, looking to their friend to say, wait, are you hungry? Are you hungry? You know, to make sure that that's okay to say, yes, I'm hungry. Right. And so I, it's interesting how sometimes that's sort of the natural, um, it's like, how do we teach women to say, you know, look in themselves and say, oh no, I actually, I'm hungry. Sure. You know, where the boys had no problem saying, yeah, yeah, bring a snack, 
So I, I, and I've seen that with, you know, so we have, uh, I have a a son and a stepson. So there's kind of two and two, two boys, two girls. And I kind of, it's, you know, so it's, I try to really encourage the girls to be assertive and to look within and decide for themselves, you know? Um, But yeah, what would you say for just encouraging teenagers and youth and how to, you know, be, you know, I think we're trying to be good examples, um, but that's hard too. And yeah, so I don't know. What do you think? Is it just an innate thing, or is that something we can change? I think it's yeah. I think it's innate, innate thing for sure. It, it just it's it is. It's innate. We're a little bit more. Um, we're born into the world like that. But it's a matter of like uh, one homework I often give women is, um, and we could extend that to teenage girls is how can I love myself more? And it sounds so corny, but it could be as simple as like, hey, when I ask you, you want a snack, like you know, step up and go, yes. Right. And so it's all these, it's just the little lessons. And again, all the stuff I'm talking about is a practice. It's not, it's usually not just a quick fix, but it's just, um, yeah. How can I show up more? How can I take up more space? How can I love myself more? And being that role model, it just sounds like you're an amazing role model. Right. But it's, um, it, it is a practice and it's about bringing it more to the surface and awareness, talking about it. Right. Yeah. Um, I'd be, surprised if the girls even re- recognize it was a thing right right exactly or the boys exactly. step up and I don't it's just what they fall into it just yeah. it just it just is right right it's yeah so it's just about awareness talking about it asking them to you know encouraging them to take more space up how can I love myself more you know step up to the plate you know um there's and there's a there's a line where you know I'm sure there are some girls women who take up more space and and go over the border and what I mean by that is where it can be, um, um, it, uh, it, it's almost like they overstep their boundaries or and not, I don't see a lot of people do that, but very, very few women do that. Right. It's just not a, it's usually not an issue. So it's, 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 it's take up as much space as you want with respect and with love. It's not a matter of, you know, taking up so much space that you hurt other people. Right. That's not what I'm talking about. But for most part, we, we could take up so much more space. Right. And take a stand for ourselves. Um, but if I, you know, my whole program, if I, if I peeled it back all the way back, it, um, it would come all the way down at the, you know, if we peeled it all the way back down to that core. It, it would be unconditional self-love and mm-hmm. radical self-acceptance. But it, we can't just go there because you, we can't just say, love yourself more. It's like, well, what does that even mean? How do I even do that? Like, so we've got to peel it back. So, you know, I start with the outer layers, right? Yeah. And um, so, again, it's a practice. We peel it back. We become more aware. We peel it back. We start living, you know, taking the brakes off a little bit more. We start showing up a little bit more. So it's an awareness. It's conversation. It's practice. And over time, hopefully, you know, one girl at a time or one woman at a time or a group of women, a group of girls, more and more, we step more into that. I mean, my mission and my, my I'm fueled by a mission that's global for sure. Mm-hmm. I want to be sharing this right around the world. I've got already a few people from um, uh, New Zealand, Australia, Malaysia, um, definitely in the, in the States, as you know, I'm from Canada. So, um, you know, whether it starts in the, in the home with our own teenagers or my millennial girls, but it's just, it, we got to start somewhere and it's just about opening it up, having more discussion, having, you know, greater impact and um, spreading that around the world. That's awesome. And it's so, you know, with, with you, you probably don't even realize all the people you're touching, right? So you change one girl and then she's going to change others. And, and so I just think that's amazing. Do you have a Costco? Oh, I actually, 
Do you have a Costco membership for for uh, uh, tissue? Because Say I, that again? <laughs> do you have a Costco membership for tissue? Because as you peel the onions on oh. ladies, they're gonna they're yeah. gonna need tissue. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's funny you say that because I had one girl come to go, oh, this isn't one of these cry fest things, is it? I'm not going to come if all the girls are crying. And it's, it, you know, yes, they for sure co- go come up blo- uh, come up against their blocks. I've had a few. Um, but for me, it's, it, we don't always necessarily need to go there. But I, I hear you. Um, that's funny. That's, um, a, that's, a, that's all right. Because Lisa that. looked at me like, has he lost his mind? What the hell is he asking that for? <laughs> No, you know what? I've actually the women that I've I've that have um, broke down. I've noticed it wasn't so much like oh my god, woe is me, and my trauma's coming up. It's more that they've because I do this um, exercise where I really get them to tap into their inner knowing and their inner wisdom that they cannot deny, and they've tapped into something that they have maybe never tapped into, and it's this knowing. Mm-hmm. It's this partner. Uh, in crime here to support you in creating what you're here to do and being great in the world. So it's, they're tapping into something that's like, whoa. And it's, it's not tears of trauma or, or sadness. It's more tears of like, um, what's even the word for it? But tears of um, joy. It sounds really corny, but it's like they've tapped into that deeper part of themselves that they've never done before. They've never been and allowed that's to. What I, right. Yeah. Never been allowed to, never even knew it existed, mm-hmm. didn't know how to do it. And so when they do tap in, it's like, holy crap, that's a, there's some real power there. And when we can start, you know, I've been talking about being and doing and, and um, integration and embodiment. It's that piece that I'm talking about, tapping in and living connected to that piece as much as we can. 24-7 is a lot to ask for, but as much as we can, as opposed to the disconnected beings that we are. But when we can tap into that part, yeah, we hit something really like, whoa, powerful, joyful. And when you're connected to that, like, how can you not start, you know, getting pulled in directions and support that you're supposed to and supported the things that a lot of tough, the problems and issues we've been talking about, that stuff starts to become minuscule. It just doesn't have as much weight or um, external power over us like it used to. It's, why I've called it the high powered living program because you're connected to that deep, powerful part of you. You know, the one thing that's, that has changed a lot, I think over the last, well, when I first went into business, it was in like in the seventies and there was a completely different attitude about when it was like in, in those days. And even through the eighties and nineties, I'm happy it's beginning to change a little bit. And you'll tell me whether I'm accurate or not, but there are the, you know, um, when you're talking about a boss, and you're talking about a female and a male boss. The male is driven. He is demanding. He is successful. He doesn't take no for an answer. Okay, that's the guy. Now, you got the woman, and her, the description of her is, oh, my God, what a bitch. Mm-hmm. Uh, is yeah. that changing? Um, maybe a little bit. Uh, it's funny you bring that up because I, I was just talking about that the other day. Um, it, it might have changed. It, it may have changed. I think there's more awareness around it. I think for sure it's happening still. But it's so true, right? It's like, um, yeah, the, the male's allowed to be like that. And it's like we're, the woman's not allowed to be, right? Exactly. Yeah. And the, but and again, the- awareness, bringing it to the surface, talking about it, you know, um, we've got to turn those things around. And it, it's, it's come, I think we've, I think we've come a long way, but I'm, I'm sure there's lots of stories out there. I mean, 
I'm not going to get into politics. That's not my area of expertise, but there was just a, a, an issue in the, uh, about three weeks ago around that, you know, a woman in politics being called a bitch publicly. I, that, 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 oh. that, that, <laughs> Trudeau wouldn't have done anything like that. That had to be somebody named another T person. Yes, perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and see, but, and what I, I guess what I want to get across is to women that are out there that are trying to live in their own power, that when, when somebody says, oh, she's just a bitch, her numbers are great and her performance is great, but she's just a lousy bitch because she's not very nice, you should take that as a compliment. Thank you very much. Have a yeah. nice day. Whatever, yeah. what you think of me is none of my business. All I know is yeah, I'm going to successful. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I love that quote. You know, again, goes back to, you know, keep doing you, right? I think sometimes there's a lot of people say that, you know, when you start noticing you're getting criticism and um, being called this, that, or whatever, maybe you're on the right track because you're growing, right? And I mean, that, yeah, sometimes people are bitchy. <laughs> That's not what we're talking about. But, I mean, if you are really growing and you're, and you're, and you're doing what you're here to do and you're, you know – you're just growing and people are noticing that and they're calling you something again it goes back to maybe you just they're just um you just represent the curves they don't have now janine in 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 your experience as you people that enter your program which is highpoweredliving.com and go there and uh and talk to janine but as they go through this process as they begin to change do you notice that friends start to fall away and new people come into their lives and, and it kind of fits the new paradigm and the old paradigm just kind of falls away. Yeah. It's, it's, um, and that's where it's so, so important. Cause I find that when they start doing the shift, um, you know, there's almost like, a. it's like, Oh, do I, should I keep going? And, and this kind of happened in my marriage. Like I started growing and unconsciously I, I didn't know I did that. I kind of stopped doing my own work because I, I, I realized that, you know, either my husband was going to come along or not. And it didn't feel like he was coming along. So long story short is I look back and in hindsight, I think I I did. I stopped doing my own work because I was afraid that marriage might break up and I've got children. And and I do see this in in a lot of women I'm working with. It's like, okay, so, you know, you're doing the work and people are either going to come along or fall away, but you just got to keep doing you. It's what you've been here to, it's what you've been called to do. Like if you, you feel the yearning, the growth, the evolution, we are here to evolve. And so we, we can't not do that. I mean, we can, it's going to be painful, but when you start just following that inner, um, that, that power I was referring to earlier, that inner part of you, that knowing, when you keep following your knowing, you keep showing up, it will become quite elegant, um, in terms of who shows up and who falls away as opposed to kind of like one foot in, one foot out. I'm kind of doing the work. I'm following. Wait a minute. No, I'm getting kind of pulled back. But when you just follow your inner knowing, you're so connected and you just keep showing up for yourself, um, it becomes, like I said, it's, it's elegant how, how people either fall away. And I don't mean in, a, in anyone, no one's any better or worse than anyone. Everyone's the same. But in terms of just evolving and raising your energy and your frequency, it, it it's like oil and water, right? Some people just don't fit anymore, and that's okay. Yeah, that needs to be okay. That needs, yeah, 
Yep. I always say too, you know, I think people, just because the relationships, it could be a friend relationship or family or or a partner, but um, just because it ends doesn't mean that it wasn't valid or meaningful, that it's just not, you know, going forward and you're, that's okay. You know, I think people sometimes feel like, oh no, if I, if we break up this friendship or relationship, then then it was all for nothing. And it doesn't have to be like that, you know? You can, no. Yeah. No, I yeah. agree 100%. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was married for 24 years, yeah. and it was the best six months of my life. <laughs> six months? <laughs> I was wondering if you guys were going to get that. Oh, my God. I wasn't sure if I was allowed to laugh. I know. I was like, <laughs> should I? I was like laughing quietly. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Yeah. You're funny. But, you know, I have to agree because I was I was married 14 together with 18 and he's an amazing man. I mean, I just I had a pool party last week and I invited him over to you know hang out with my um, my our, our daughters and yeah. um, some other family. And, and it's a beautiful thing. And what a gift that he has um, given me these two amazing daughters. And he's an amazing dad. And, you know, it was a chapter. Right. Yep. And so it's a chapter. Yeah, it is what it is. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So you just keep yeah. on moving forward and keep on growing and keep on doing what's, what's going to work for you. We've been talking with Janine Brawley, and she is Brawley, Brawley. Uh, Janine yep. is a, uh, she's a, um, um, she's a bunch of stuff, but she's a, um, <laughs> her, she, no, she's, she is a uh, motivational speaker. She's an author. She's a seven-figure business earner, and she's got a new program that we want you to be part of. Tell, tell us how they do that. Sure. It's uh, starting on September 9th, and uh, you go to highpoweredliving.com, and all the details are there, uh, but um, you truly will be in a different place after the 12-week program, and it goes by so fast. Uh, so if you check that out and have any questions, you can... Um, there's my emails on there and my full website, so you can reach out and ask me any questions. I'm happy to have a, a quick conversation and um, book a call with me. But I'd be I'd be absolutely honored. And Lisa, what, what, have you enjoyed this? Oh yes. No, I you know I was just so kind of just enamored and impressed um, when Kevin sent me that you know we were going to get to talk to you today, and it's just been so fantastic and you know please um please to our listeners please share this um make a comment like it on podbean or apple or or spotify wherever you listen in on and i i know that all of us know somebody who needs to hear this message and get this information and so please definitely share it and share janine's um just amazing outlook and you know how to become better um people and more, you know, authentically who we are. So I just think it's fantastic. I I, th- I think it's great too. And, and in fact, there are going to be people, Janine, that are going to call you and say, you know, I don't know where I got this from, <laughs> but <laughs> it just kind of showed up. And so I thought I'd give you a call. What are you doing? Uh, be, it's because it is in their life plan to be to work with you and to be there. Beautiful. I love it. Thank you both so much. And is, really there any, enjoyed this. is there anything that you would like to add and speak to our listeners before you go? Well, we've talked about a lot of things. I think the biggest thing I would want to share, let you know, if you really want true success, that inner fulfillment, happiness, as you referred to, Kevin, you want the money, you want, 
You know, it's just how can you embody and integrate all of you? You know, how can you really, you know, show up in a new way? It's, it's all about tuning into you, honoring you, loving on yourself, connecting your GPS to you and not society, but just finding the courage to do that. And, uh, you know, I really feel like I've fallen into a role that I've given women permission that they don't need permission. So I would be honored to serve. If this resonates, again, highpoweredliving.com. And thank you both so much. It's just been such a, a treat to be connecting today, guys. And if you hang on the line when we get done, I want to ask you a question off the air. But Lisa, anything sure. you'd like to add? Yeah, no, thank you, Janine. Thank you so much for sharing your message with us and, and all your listeners and our listeners. And thank you. We appreciate you. She thank is you. She's the type of individual that we love to have here because she can uplift the soul. Yes, yes. So you'll have to come back and talk to us again. Yes. And I'm all over it. Which is what I was <laughs> going to talk to her about. But first, we need, I need to do this so that everybody knows that we're at the end of our little show here. And I hope that you have a wonderful day, everybody. It's summertime. Be kind to each other, would you? Hey, and thanks for listening to this episode all the way to the end. Hey, pretty cool. Hey, don't forget to follow us so you can receive regular updates and new posts. And remember, take care of each other because each other's all we got. See you next time on My Independence Report.